This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What up, what up? How you doing, Polly? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, you know, hockey is a little less stressful without the caps, but me being an Avalanche fan as well, uh, still feeling it. Yeah, you're definitely hedging your bets here. Um, Caps fans, we've got a great episode as always for you. We're going to talk about the playoffs as they are today, which was be Sunday the 6th, and, um... Probably talk a little bit about that Shifley hit as well. But first, I have to tell you about our gracious sponsors, DraftKings. The second round is in full swing, and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to 10 thousand dollars in total prizes that's up to ten thousand dollars in total prizes up for grabs each day the best part is that it's free to play DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter just download the DraftKings app go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes all you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results through the evening Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Again, that is the DraftKings app. Use code THPN. Thank us later. Thank us later. So, Paul, I think that we should just kind of. I'm, I'm thirsty. I've been working all day on on the house, so let's do it. One, two, three. All right. So, first things first. <clears throat> got some. Pretty shitty news to, to share out there with everybody. Um, was it a, a NWHL ref? Is that right, Polly? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, our, our condolences go out to the friends and family of Jamie Huntley Park. Her and her husband, Ryan Park, had a uh, head-on collision on Friday in the Southern California area, someone was driving the wrong way on the other, or coming at them, and they both passed away. Um, they're both San Diego Police Department officers, and she is, like you said, an official. So, you know, she has been with the NWHL, she was a part of the all women's officiating crew in Lake Placid in 2020. Um, she's also refed for USA Hockey and IIHF events. She 
was going to ref the upcoming World Championship in August and was a candidate for the Winter Olympics 2022. Um, she was a coach. She was a referee. She played four seasons of college hockey for Elmira College. Um, and she was only 33, Ryan 32. So uh, rest in peace and our condolences to all the loved ones. Yeah, brutal stuff, man, for sure. Definitely. So that's some that's a downer for sure for the uh, top of the episode. Hopefully it gets better after that. Um, you know, that to, to, I mean, life is precious folks can be here one day and, and gone the next. So do your best and, uh, you know, just remember that. Yeah. Brutal. All right. Well, we've got some brief league news to move on to after that. Uh, who's this? Taya Curry. Yeah, she's a 16-year-old from Park Hill, Ontario. She's the first female ever drafted into the OHL. Um, she had previously played for the was it Elgin Middlesex Chiefs, uh, the AAA U16 boys team. Um, she was... I forget what round it was, but... Uh, nonetheless, history, and uh, I'm excited to see what she can do when she gets on the ice. In yeah, the that's OHL. the first year of eligibility she has for juniors, and she got picked up yeah. by the OHL nonetheless. Yeah, and I think she didn't get to play anything this season because of COVID. Um, right. But, you know, that's it's pretty cool. She's already had, I think, a couple of big-time interviews I think I've seen. Really? That's awesome. I'm wondering, um, I mean, you think she'll see the ice or play backup for a while? or? I mean, I guess it just see, or it depends on how training camp goes. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, congrats, Taya. That's awesome. <clears throat> the NHL will be able to play in Canada as needed for the final two rounds of the Stanley Cup playoffs ever, a decision by Canada's government Sunday to issue an exemption for cross-border travel. And if that's not the most Canadian fucking thing ever, right. I don't know what is. <laughs> yep. Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, oh, yeah. We can make some exemptions for that uh, amidst a global pandemic. Yeah. So, um, you know, it'll, it'll allow whoever they play, Vegas or Colorado, to come up for the games in Canada. And if they were to win the actual cup, um, they are going to still have like a, a brief quarantine right. and it'll be, you know, more requirements than anyone's dealing with currently, but um, they'll be able to, you know, no one's been able to come across the border since March 19th, 2020. That's um, crazy for non-essential travel. Now I wonder what, uh, what, the crowd situation is going to be like in these, in these hometown, these Canadian, uh, arenas. Well, I would be willing to bet that they're not going to let Americans come up. Oh, no doubt. But I mean, you know what? I think Winnipeg had like, it looked like 50 fucking people in their arena. I think it was 500 something about that. Good God. And then the Maple Leafs, when they were in, they did have, they did allow some, uh, 
some fans in, right? Because I, I saw like prices seven. of t- tickets were like five thousand dollars. Was insane. Yeah, it, it was just Game Seven, I believe, coming off of uh, Montreal having fans in Game Six. Dude, that is brutal. Imagine paying a, like what is essentially a, a decent used car. <laughs> yeah. For you and your friend to go watch your team lose Game Seven in the first round. Oh, <laughs> dude, it, it sucks to be and a Leafs fan. Not even like a luxury box. Yeah, right. Like some run-of-the-mill seat. I mean, I guess you don't have to sit next to another Leafs fan, which is probably a win. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> all right. Speaking of that, um, my wife and I went to a Wheeling Nailer game last night. It was the final game of the season, mm-hmm. and I think I bought the tickets like. A week after I was vaccinated, so mid-April, just for today, or yeah. June 5th, and it was really nice. So, every other row is blocked off. Oh, okay. And then our seats, um, there was one through four, had like a little tarp over it, our two mm. seats, and then I don't think another seat was open until like... 12. So wow. it was kind of nice not being next to people you don't know. What's their capacity rule there at West Banco? I don't know what it is. Um, I mean, it seems like they're uh, blocking stuff off before the game. So I'm, I'm wondering if they let anyone buy stuff at the gate because they were prepared for what seats were or weren't open. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, do you think 20% or more? Well, I mean, they'd be lucky to get that in a non-pandemic. I was just going to say, I was hoping you'd set me up like, oh, it's 20%, and then I could be like, oh, so a normal Nailers game. Yeah, well, you know, when they went to the Cup, it was sold out. But other than that, unless it's Star Wars night, yeah, they're (laughs) 5,000 arena, you're lucky to get 1,500. But, I mean, to me, it's a little bit of the appeal. Um, I kind of like not being sardined into an arena and the fans still get pretty loud. Um, sure. So there could be 10 fans or sold out. I'm still going to have a good time, but it it's kind of nice having these COVID protocols and not being next to people you don't know could be smelly, loud. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I was... When you were talking about, like, oh, it's Star Wars night, instantly I said, well, there was a time when the Dallas Cowboys, Cowboy cheerleaders came and were were doing autographs and photos. Do you remember this? I was there with you, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So you – that's, like, the only time they – you had to pay for whatever the promotion was. Yeah. You had to pay, like, weird. 50 bucks. $50? And I remember you and I – were at ice level in the like the corner they just put tables there so you can go to the bar and just not even worry about your seat and we were we were running our mouth about it and i just just this guy looks at us who's at the next table over and just like slowly grabs his signed picture <laughs> and turns away from us like these guys are assholes <laughs> 
Dude, I don't know, man. Like, if, if I'm going to pay $50 to go get pictures with some ladies at, I don't know. I mean, that seems a little, and the way that it was set up was very, it just seemed very sketch. Like, it was behind, it was a long line into like a curtained off area. Like, you couldn't even snap a cell phone picture without having to pay. (laughs) And I was like, what are they doing back there? Getting like, slap jobs i mean what the fuck yeah i mean and they bring people in who are like individually bigger celebrities than Mm. any of the cheerleaders like most of the cheerleaders what makes them a quote-unquote celebrity is that they're a dallas cowboy cheerleader like they've had former pro athletes actors and that's all free yeah right but then people paid for the dallas cowboys Truly sex is. sells, baby. Sex sells. Yeah. I, <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, it. that was just a weird night. That was a weird night to see that. And that was sold out. That was a sold out night, I believe. Yeah, it was the final game of the season. And was that the game that we were going to play hockey? Yeah, there? we were supposed to play after, but like the compressor broke or something. Yeah, there was like a fire. Yeah. Like we left to go get, because we were like, we were drinking and we had, we'd left and then came back to get to, like with our gear because the guy had the ice. Some guy we saw, we knew had, had the ice right after. And there was like a fire and the ice maker machine like blew up. Yeah. <laughs> They're lucky it was the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So that's adventures with hockey troll and poly cupcakes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Um, Draft lottery, uh, that happened, and lo and behold, the Buffalo Sabres, probably the most deserving of a draft lottery, got it, got number one pick. Yeah, um, they need it, for sure. Um, it's not like they've squandered any others in right. the past. Yeah, I don't know, I feel like any time there's an expansion team, they should automatically get number one, because they're not, they're not getting... I mean, they're lucky if they get an old superstar. For the most part, they're grabbing third liners. I mean, obviously, that's worked out most recently. But... Are you talking like... You're talking probably previous draft rules. Like when the Caps came into the league and they were dog shit for for fucking a decade and almost lost the team. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it just makes for a better story. You know, your first year as a brand new team, if you had someone like Lafreniere. Yeah, but we already hand, like the the entire league just already handed them a killer team. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of good to avoid that because, like, then you end up with Rick Nash pissing away his career in Columbus. (laughs) Well, and then here's another thing I'm so interested to see what Seattle is going to do and how they're going to perform because. I would hate to say it, but, uh, you know, Vegas may be an anomaly. Like maybe we don't know yet. I mean, how, right. how it's going to work out. I think that Vegas being the first expansion in however many years is, has, was in their favor, especially with the new draft rules. I'm not sure how many like back channel deals are going to be going down now that everybody's learned their lesson after being fleeced by McPhee. Yeah. You know, um, and it looks like the caps are hopefully, uh, playing a little 4D chess with Ovechkin's contract and all this other stuff. So who knows exactly what goes down with, with the draft. But uh, Well, do you think 
maybe not as much among the players, but among the fans. Is there a little bit of an automatic rivalry with Seattle and Vegas just being expansion teams within the last five years? Yeah, the two new kids on the block. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I would think. And are they going to be in the same division? Uh, I don't think so. They'll be no. Pacific and Central. Pac- yeah, Pacific and Central. Okay, yeah. So because I think that's what was going to happen when Seattle joined, Vegas was going to leave the Pacific for the Central. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, uh, in any case, I mean, uh, what was the original question? I completely forgot. If there's going to be a rivalry between Seattle and Vegas fans, I mean, like which ones are dumber? Well, I just mean if like, you know, yeah, just kind of that the two new kids on the block feel that that's like the, who they're instant. Like, because a lot of the Seattle fans are probably Vancouver fans. So that might take some time to develop a rivalry there with the fans. Right. You know, imagine if a new team came to Baltimore. Like, you think sure. those Baltimore folks are going to hate the Caps right away? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Maybe I do because there's already a rivalry between those two cities. I mean, I mean, Baltimore constantly tries to say they're just like the better version of DC, which is obviously false. But uh, you know, yeah. So I don't know. I think that there's. I would I would hope so. Any rivalry is good for the sport. So I, yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping there's lots of rivalries going on. Um, I hope that they have one with Vancouver, and I'm hoping that they have one with. Uh, with Seattle, or I mean, with um, with Vegas. So, uh, back to the lottery though. The Kraken did get the second pick. The Anaheim Ducks got the third, and the Devils got the fourth. Followed by the Blue Jackets, the Wings, uh, San Jose, L.A., Vancouver. I feel like Vancouver probably probably uh, jumped a few places there. I mean, I feel like they yeah. played a little bit better than than their standing position. Um, the Senators. I feel like they got shafted there at number 10. And then the Hawks, the Flames, the Flyers, the Stars, and the Rangers. So, who knows? I haven't heard a lot of buzz around this draft class as far as, you know, like last year was Lafreniere, and he was supposed to be like some stud, and he is. Uh, So, and you know, at that point, there was also Zegris in there. Um, The kid who got picked up for for the Kings, I forget his name. Uh, Byfield. Byfield, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So there were a ton of – it seemed like this year's – this last year's draft was chock full of studs, but not a lot of buzz going on right now. But that also could just be – I mean, I don't don't really check prospects, honestly. I'll be be completely honest there. Uh, So I'm not up with the prospect game. But, um, you know, this is supposed to be a – what I've heard, a relatively weak draft class. Yeah. Have you heard that too, Polly? Yeah, um, not a whole lot to be excited about. I think I heard one of the top picks might be a goalie, so that's exciting. Um, Oof. I can't. Yeah. I mean, aside from Flurry, I don't really remember many recent like, um, top three goalies. Yeah, that Islanders pick, DiPietro. Well, that was around Flurry time, though. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah, that was before Flurry, I think. Yeah, but, so. Yeah, and, and I don't know. It's always uh, it's a crapshoot with goalies, man. Like picking a goalie first overall, right? Oof. Flurry was a good choice, sure, no doubt. 
DiPietro, not so much. Not so much. Not I think so he's much. still getting paid. Is he really? I think so. Interesting. All right. Um, we've got some award finalists out here. The Lady Bing Memorial, which is sportsmanship. Is that right? Yeah. Austin Matthews, Jacob Slavin, and Jared Spurgeon. Uh, I'll be completely honest. I don't give a fuck about the Lady Bing, even when a cap is up for it. Well, McKinnon won, won it last year, and he's not getting it this year, especially after that helmet chuck. <laughs> exactly. Um, interesting that Matthews is up here. Yeah, he's had some very non-gentleman actions off the ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not trying to pile on, but uh, hey, you know, uh, it's not about off ice i guess it's only about on ice stuff but yeah um king clancy curtis gabriel pekka rene and pk suban so curtis gabriel uh and so what's the king clancy that's um isn't that like community yeah stuff yeah 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 right. so rene and suban they're regular nominees sure i mean pk suban donates a ton of time and money to you know sick kids I mean, it feels like he's always just throwing throwing uh, bands around for anyone who's in need. Um, <clears throat> Curtis Gabriel, though, he was on, he's been on a couple podcasts on the network, uh, especially House of Hockey, uh, and he's uh, like uh, LBGT like ally, and uh, is pretty outspoken on that. And I'm not sure what Rene is for. Yeah, I don't know either. I just feel like he's. A regular candidate, but okay. I, don't, I don't know exactly what he does. Yeah, um, interesting. I think Curtis Gabriel might might get that one yeah. this year. I, based on what you're saying, his area is. I think, yeah. you know, that's probably something that hasn't had much recognition. Sure, um, and plus, PK's probably already won. So, yeah, you know, right. give it to the new guy. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, and then we've got the Selkie, Alexander Barkov, Patrice Bergeron, and Mark Stone. So like Stone and Bergeron, they don't surprise me. Barkov is a little bit of a of a um, sleeper here. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize he was that great of a defensive player. Me neither. For the last like five years, he's constantly being labeled as the most underrated guy. So. Um, maybe that's a part of his game as to why they were people say that. Well, you know how these awards go. If he can keep it up for another five years, he may win one. Yeah, and you know, uh, all three are captains, right? So that makes sense. And Mark Stone is not a center. No, though he has been up for Selkie contention for like a couple years now. So it'll be interesting to see if it goes to a non-centerman. Um. That's pretty impressive. No doubt. I mean, <laughs> wingers are the laziest motherfuckers on the ice. Yeah. They only they could only skate if they got the puck on their stick, right? Right. <laughs> um <clears throat> Vesna, Flurry, Grubauer, Vasilevsky. I mean, you know you know my pick right off the bat, right? I mean it's it's your boy Groovy. Groups. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean and it's very possible that we will have Two different Selkie matchups in the playoffs. We've got one right now, mm-hmm. Flurry and Grubauer, and 
most likely the Wait, winner of that Vesna series. matchup, you mean? What'd I say? Selkie. Oh, yeah. Vesna. Um, so, yeah. Uh, whoever wins Vegas, Colorado, very likely could meet Tampa in the finals. That's crazy. Uh, <clears throat> and it's crazy that all the quote-unquote top goaltenders this season were all out west. Not Vasilevsky. Oh, except for, yeah, that's right. Except for Vazzy. I You know, I wonder how, I mean, we've talked about how the personal stats for, you know, Hart and Art Ross are going to be, you know, obviously the Canadian division because I was just an absolute, like, fake division uh, up there. But I wonder how, you know, these Vesna numbers have, have factored in the performance of this in a shortened season and only playing your division. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say that Flurry or Grubauer are in, were in cupcake divisions. I wouldn't say any of the divisions are cupcake divisions, but it's interesting to see, right? Yeah, it is. All right. Ted Lindsay, MVP voted by players. God damn it. (laughs) Sidney Crosby, uh, Austin Matthews, and McDavid. Why the fuck is Sidney, I mean, come on. Like, these are the same players who voted Sidney Crosby probably the whiniest player in the NHL when when surveyed anonymously by uh by like Sports Illustrator or whatever it was when when he was a rookie or when he was like a few years in and now these guys are are giving him the Ted Lindsay. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I really didn't expect him to be up there this year, but I don't Unbelievable. know. I guess they saw something that we don't. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> Crosby had a trash playoff series. Uh, he was terrible. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that there's some stats people that would argue and, and be right with the numbers, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. Uh, good for him, I guess. And also, I guess there is, there's a silver lining because if Sidney Crosby is the best player on the on the Penguins right now, that's probably a good indication that that fucking franchise is going down. Yeah, I mean, he's not what he was. Right. And I mean, you've got like Jake Gunsel and, and Rust and Latang even and Malkin and, you know, if they still think Crosby's the best, then it's, I don't know. I'm just, I'm reaching here. Okay? You are. You are. <laughs> Uh, okay. Calder, so that's the rookie of the year, is Kirill Kaprasov from Minnesota. Carolina's Alex, oh man, Ned, 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 Ned I don't even know. Is it? It's the goalie. Ned Levick? Ned Levick, yeah, Ned Levick, Ned Levick, yeah. Um, I can, I can't even, I can never pronounce his name right. Uh, but he was a goalie and he did really well. I think he may be like injured or something. I'm not, or is he still playing? No, I think he's in goal. Okay, good. And then, uh, Dallas is Jason Robertson. Robertson, I picked up in fantasy late in the season and he was a fucking horse, dude. Carried me. Like, just added so many points. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a underwritten. I mean, that's somebody that got zero press through the year. Yeah, I think, uh, Kaprasov's getting this. I think so too. But uh, interesting to see a goalie here and see Robertson up there. I'm glad that Robertson at least got some votes because 
uh, dude, he was a workhorse, man. I mean, killing it for me. Uh, good stuff. So, congrats to all those people except for Sidney Crosby. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think, I think it'll be interesting. And the Hart Memorial Trophy is not out. Um, when you think about Art Ross, I mean, that's going to go to what McDavid. Yeah. And Matthews is getting the Richard. So, you know, spoiler alert there. Um, <clears throat> but let's move on to a little bit of playoff talk. What do you think? Yeah. So yeah. the Avs are up. Okay. <laughs> so I said that the Avs were going to sweep. Yeah. You were wrong. I was wrong. Um, as per tradition, I guess. Well, you also made that pick when they won 7-1 to in Game 1. That's true. And I have... I've been blinded by my hatred by Ve- for Vegas. Yeah. So, Avs up 2-1 on Vegas. And, and it's 1-1 one one in Game 1 right now. They're playing now. So, mm-hmm. interesting to see. In the last game, what they, ju- they just... Uh, did they win in regulation? Yeah, they scored two goals within like a minute and a half in the third. Late in the third, right? Yeah. Like last five minutes. Yeah. Because uh, for the longest time... Uh, the Avs were up two one, mm-hmm. and I and I turned it off and I was like, they got this, yeah. and went to bed and woke up and saw the notice and I was like, God damn it! Um, <clears throat> Montreal now up three nothing on Winnipeg, and yeah, five we'll to one tonight. Five to one went cool. Uh, okay, so we both probably have fucked this up. Um, I said Winnipeg in five. Yeah. And you said Winnipeg in six. Uh, <clears throat> interesting. And and we'll talk the Shifley hit right after we just give these updates. But uh, just briefly, you, you can't – Mark Shifley is definitely needed here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Tampa up 3-1 on Carolina. I'm not sure. Carolina's will may be close to breaking – you know, again, that's a young team. They've got everything to be proud of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Jordan Stahl is the fucking captain of that team still. He is, yeah. Um, Went from Eric Stahl to Justin Williams, then Jordan Stahl. Right, and Justin Williams only had it for that like year he came back. Yeah. So, <clears throat> interesting. Very interesting. Um, Tampa looks like a world beater. Yeah, they're going to be tough. Yeah, and we'll see what, you know, I was really high on the Avs. Uh, you know, obviously opening a game one and absolutely destroying your opponent 7-1 like the Avalanche did against Vegas uh, can sway an opinion, but uh, the Avs still look fucking good, man. I mean, I can't – they've got a Vesnik candidate goalie, as do as does, as does Vegas. And, I mean, the pace of these games. Oh, yeah. It's just back and forth and back. I mean, it's so exciting on both ends, you know? Yeah. Um, really interesting to watch and entertaining at that. So uh, I haven't been able to watch a lot of the Tampa Carolina series. Have you? I've watched a little bit. Um, Tampa was winning or Carolina was winning in game four. Yeah. And then I looked and saw that Tampa was up at the end of the second period. And I feel like that may be the nail in the coffin. Yeah, blowing the lead. Yeah. I think they were up 2-1, to one, and then next thing I saw it was Tampa 5-4. Wow. Crazy. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not looking good for, for the Hurricanes here. But again, they've got a lot to be proud of. And then, but I'd, I'd give them a couple more years because they're going to have to start, you know, instead of showing promise, following through on the promises, right? Right. So we'll see. Uh, who knows? And then the absolute fucking barn burner series is Boston and, and New York, the New York Islanders. I mean, I'm pulling for trots. I'm low yeah. key. I told Grumpy Old Man that I'm low key pulling for the Isles just so that trots can get another cup and then just like give the middle finger to Ted Leonsis. Yeah. <laughs> right. Should have paid me. Yeah. I mean, it like th- three years wait, three years wasted. We wasted three years of Ovechkin's career and Backstrom's career and all, all all the team and all the pieces that we had. Two years with fucking Todd Reardon, who was just in over his head. And we could have had Barry Trotz the whole fucking time. And we ended up paying Laviolette what we would have paid Trotz. Right. If not playing Laviolette a little bit, Laviolette a little bit more. Yeah, he definitely fumbled this one. <laughs> yeah, but hey... I guess that's what you do in the name of business. Yeah, well, you know, when you're multi-millionaire, but billionaire, <laughs> you really got to save that extra million. Right, absolutely. Um, okay, so before we get into some IHF talk, which, God, that's another heartbreaker. Um, <clears throat> Mark Shifley hit, dude. <laughs> what? Okay, so for those who don't know, I've been living under a rock. Uh, Shifley, at the end of game one of the series with Winnipeg and Montreal, comes down uh, back-checking on Jake Evans, who picks up a stray puck on an empty net scenario past the goal line. And Jake Evans does a wraparound and buries a uh, buries a empty net goal and... Literally, like, the same time that the puck leaves his stick, uh, Mark Scheife just comes and absolutely buries him. Um, now, <laughs> Evans did a cartwheel, landed on his head, out cold, looked really bad, had to leave, was stretchered off. Shifley, in turn, gets four-game suspension. So, Polly, what is your what is your take? I know that we were texting... And you were being, I was being quite the hit, the illegal hit apologist, as I normally am. Yep. But, uh, uh, you were, you were, uh, a little, a little more on the side of, I guess, the people with the pitchforks and torches. Yeah. So, first of all, um, it was pretty amazing that Ehlers was seen holding back the scrum to protect a vulnerable Jake Evans on the Who ice. wasn't on his team, yeah. Yeah, that was that was just good humanity. Yeah, I no mean, doubt. That's more than sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so I think, okay, so I had told you that yeah. if, in college hockey, I would have made the same hit. Like, yeah, and if you didn't, I would, and as you skated back like a little baby to the bench, I would have said, Nice defensive play there, fucking pussy. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, what, I mean, that's exactly probably what I'd say. It's you know, forgive me. Yeah. I mean, it's the hit itself. You know, it it's in the moment. You get worked up. You're playing defense. You're hustling back. Guy has the puck. I mean, really, 
I don't think charging is an issue here. Um, I don't think that hit in, you know, as uh, just the hit itself, like him wanting to make the hit, I don't think that's an issue. Um, what I didn't like is it looked like an elbow to the head. Yeah. So to me, that's what he should have been punished for, not the charge. Uh-huh. So, so what he did get, uh, let's dial it, let's just take a step back for anybody who's listening. Um, he got, Shifley got suspended for a charge. And interestingly enough, I didn't know this, but this is how the rule book or the rule is written. A charge actually, where it used to be, you know, driving, you know, chop, 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 chop and hitting up, hitting a player. It's actually distance. So if a player travels a certain amount of distance to make a hit of violent contact, um, or something along those lines. So it's distance. It's not, and, and because if you watch the replay, Shifley doesn't take another stride, uh, past like the top of the circles. Right. He kind of reads the play and, and decides to go for the hit, which, and, and let's, you know, clarify Jake Evans, this entire play is eligible to be hit legally. Yeah. The whole time. I mean, you know. I, I personally, if Shifley makes this hit shoulder to shoulder, shoulder to chest, mm-hmm. I have no issue with it at all. Sure. And I think um, he hits uh, Evans in the shoulder, but he does get it. You know, there is head contact for sure. And he does an absolute cartwheel and hits his head on the ice again. I mean, it was bad. But, you know, I, um, I've got to I, – I, <clears throat> Everything about the hit, the decision to make the hit, the, to take the body here. Because what did you expect him to do? Like dive in to the post and try to stick play that? The only way that you're going to negate that goal is via body contact. There is no other way. You're, I mean, people are like, he didn't even play his play the puck. You, just, it's Things are happening too fast. You know, how many times, I mean, any hockey coach is going to tell you like, Never play the puck. Never play the puck on the defensive end. Like, and I get that that's on rushes and things like that. But in a situation like that, as a coach, a coach would have to say, don't play the puck there. Play the body, you know, try to meet the guy at GLE at the goal line and figure it out from there. See, that's where I disagree with you. Well, what do you think he could, how could he have played the puck? So that's what in, I know. in high school, uh-huh. I was taught how to throw a check while also making a play on the puck. So with the stick, you know, as you're coming in, you have your stick out and then make your body contact. So he could have plausibly made a play on the puck and still went for the hit, and it would not have thrown off his play. But he was facing the net. I mean, I believe he was... You know, he was like, okay, I'm going to take the body, and if, if I can see the puck, I'm going to fucking hit it, bat it out of the way. I mean, he, I what you're saying, what you're saying could have been, I mean, okay, so you're talking about lunging forward, right, with one hand on the stick to, to the like, puck. the goal, to, to the post. Yeah. And then following through with the body as you're formed up, crouched, shoulder squaring up to him basically head on instead of, instead of Shifley where he turned. Right? Yeah, you get the puck first, then the body. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I I think that's valid. 
But at the same time, I think that's a low percentage play. Absolutely. How many times have you played and, and just from somebody hearing footsteps, they fuck the play up entirely? I mean, we've seen Tom Wilson run around and <laughs> who's it? John Marino literally just gave up entirely on the play. He's just like, take the puck, dude. And it resulted in a goal for us. And that is nothing but literally the Penguins bench squealing and the 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 player hearing footsteps. Yeah, I get I mean, that. The mentality there is huge, right? I mean, you're going to try to scare this person physically to mess up that play. Right. Again, Jake Evans didn't pick it. And, you know, I know that I'm going to get probably, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, no, that's fucking bullshit. But he didn't pick up his head. He touched the puck and kept his eye on the puck the entire time. He didn't pick up his head. As soon as he crossed the midway point, because this was an odd play. It was a weird play. You don't see it a lot. Who goes to the wraparound there? Like, you could if, you could eat the puck behind the boards. You could wait for help. You could, I mean, fire it back to your own end. I don't know. Uh, but having to... Having... The wherewithal to like, okay, I'm going to take the puck and wrap around. As soon as he crossed the midway point of the back of the net, I was like, dude, this dude better get his head up like now. Because two guys are back-checking him hard. I mean, yeah, he, he should have taken a look. I mean, guys, when they're chasing down a puck, when they're, you know, when it's not going to be icing, they take a look and brace for contact. So, I mean, right. he could have still taken a look for sure. Yeah, and look, I think Jake Evans was like, fuck it, I know I'm going to get drilled. I need to put this game away. And he took the hit to make the play, and that's, you know, respect for that. But, I mean, I don't I don't believe that there's a single malicious uh, intent by Shifley here at all. He, he made the play. I say take the body there 100, 100 times out of 100. A million times out of a million, you take the body there. Whether you're going to put your stick out and try to bat a puck away one-handed as this dude's coming around on a two-handed backhand, good fucking luck, dude. Like, you're not going to get that. I get what you're saying, Paul. You know what I mean? Like, I get that. And I would probably do that, too. Try to get the puck, but also fall through to the body, right? I mean, that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. And that may have actually put Shifley in a little bit of a better position. He's going against a smaller player. You know, if he were to be lower... And then take the hit? Who knows? You know, we might not have had such a bad, uh, you know, result. And then I pose the question, what if Jake Evans just gets, like, isn't hurt here? Do you think this changes things? Yeah. What do you think happens if Jake Evans isn't hurt? Like a two-minute, maybe? Well, I don't know how much it would have changed public opinion. Because right. when Reeves did what he did against the Avalanche. Yeah, whatever happened to that? Well, I mean, I guess well, he got two games. Um, Reeves got two games. Mm-hmm. And let me guess. It was because of hitting the goalie. No, I think it was for his roughing. Oh, interesting. Okay. But, wow. I mean, he stayed down on the ice, too. But, um, I don't know. I mean, Panarin popped up after Wilson and there was still outrage. So public opinion probably wouldn't have changed much. Right. But the public is full of fucking idiots. Yeah. 
I think the way the refs would have called it, yeah. I think if Evans gets up, they they don't throw him out, and if he does get suspended, it's one game. Right. And to keep this in mind, the NHL is the only league in, in all major sports that takes into account the injury that happens. Yeah. Which I think is kind of a – that's I, – I, I like it and I hate it. Same. Because you want justice in that moment, right? You want justice for that person who got hurt. But at the same time, it turns the rules like on their head. It, it, there is no – definitive thing, right? So there is no, like, if I do this, I am going to get this cut and dry, zero tolerance policies. There's nothing like that. The only zero tolerance policy is, like, if somebody's hurt, you just get shit on more by the by the Department of Player Safety or by the refs, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it should be one of two things. Either you don't factor in the injury, or if you do you're out as long as the injured player's out. See, Any, I mean, that that would be fine. Yeah. I, 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 but Anything else is just gray area. And I do agree that the hit came a little high. He didn't launch into him. I mean, he threw a hit, but, and he was going at speed. But Jake Evans turned up ice and was completely prone. Yeah. I mean, did zero to try to defend himself. Um, and I realize now in today's hockey, like the onus is completely off of the player who's getting hit. And I guess, honestly, to an, to somebody who doesn't has never played hockey or, or whatever, uh, hasn't watched up for a long time, that sounds completely fucked up, right? Like the onus is on you, the person that's being, that is the quote unquote victim of this, penalty it's on you to figure out you know how to protect yourself and it's it's kind of like as hockey players you know you and i know that that's kind of like the the mutual respect that you have to give each player right you are responsible for uh re- for protecting yourself which is why it gives me kind of the moral uh <laughs> clean slate you know the the moral ability to inflict as much bodily damage to you as possible, right? Yeah. I mean, if I'm hitting you and I'm like, he knows how to play hockey. He knows he should be protecting himself. He's obviously not for some reason. He's. I'm going to hit him as hard as I can or, or make the play however I need to. You know, when there's that mutual respect between hitter and, and hittee, if you will... I think that that's kind of what makes hockey like so acceptably violent within the players' uh, sphere. If yeah, the, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm just like talking mad shit at this point. But do you do you feel that too? Like when you hit a like when you ever hit somebody and it was clean and they didn't get injured, or even if they did, I mean, did you ever feel that bad? Once. Yeah, and what was that time? You hit him clean. It, it was clean. Yeah. Okay, but um, I don't know the my teammate who was an EMT who checked on him immediately, and our coach apparently said he had a seizure when he hit the ice. So I felt bad then. Um, other than that, well, Jesus, Paulie. What's, 
Well, so I hit. Well, what happened was I had the puck, and right. he tried to hit me, and I just dipped my shoulder and hit him. He went down hard. He was dazed, skating back to the bench. He fell down near like the dots by the bench, and apparently that's when shit happened. Jesus Christ! I mean, I'm laughing, but yeah. So I felt bad then. Um, other than that, clean hits, no. Um, I mean, right. sometimes if you see him get up slow, you even get a little smirk. <laughs> and maybe that's just the asshole culture of hockey. but And that's the difference between the fans and the guys in the game. Right. Um, you don't have that emotion as much watching the game. Sure, and Joel Edmondson came out and was like, you know, if Shifley comes back this series, we're going to make his life a living hell, as they should. As yeah. they should. You're right. He's emotional. Uh, he called it a dirty play. You know, he's pissed off about it. I completely understand that. I mean, that's his, that's what you gotta do. You know, when somebody fucks with your teammate in that way, like, yeah, fuck that guy. He's dead. He's never gonna, I mean, he's gonna be so scared to touch the puck. You know, and that's another thing. Like, you know, every time we went out to play in, in college and in, and in high school and when I was playing hitting hockey, the goal was to, Strike fear into your opponent's hearts. Finish every check. Everybody who touches a puck gets hit. And the reason they do, you do that is that so like in the third period of the game, after they've touched, you know, their star player touches the puck, he thinks the second time. Right. You know, um, it, it, we're going way off into yeah. fucking ridiculous ideology here. But, you know, I guess the bottom line is there's a, I, I don't disagree with the thought, with the thought process for Mark Shifley. I think that he should have taken the body there. I just think that it was a really shitty um, outcome. Yeah. And what you're describing, um, you know, basically like a, a social contract. Right. Between exactly. the, the player being hit and getting hit. And I think as the game is changing um, and our culture is kind of being more aware of the long-term effects, that's that social contract is becoming less important. Way to pull out the fucking sociology terms. You went to college. Uh, for five that years. Is, it, <laughs> five years for a four-year degree. Super senior, poly cupcakes. Um, no, but the the big thing, I mean, that's exactly what it is. A social contract between players. I feel like that's kind of always how it's been. And I, you take that out of the game and, I mean, what do you have left? Uh, non-contact hockey. Yeah, I don't believe that you can have that. So that a uh, hitting game without having some sort of social contract, some sort of, you know, hey, look, we're about to take part in a pretty dangerous and violent game. Inherently, we're in a fucking dome. There's no out of bounds. You can't just run out of bounds and not get hit. Uh, you know, shit happens even accidentally. Like, you've got to know that. I mean, yeah, there are predatory people who want to hurt people, but I'm not, you know, we, we need to go into this thinking that the best of each other. Right. Right. Um, and taking the onus out of the, out of the person getting hit is, is just rough. I just, uh, because that's not going to solve injuries. That's not going to like prevent less injuries from people who are in the heat of the moment and all these other things. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's in fact just going to make, people 
put themselves in vulnerable positions in a game that has a lot of uncontrollable uncontrollable variables. And yeah, I'm probably sounding like a fucking old school hockey sympathizer, but you know, that's all I'll say on it, I guess. And we've kind of probably beat this horse to death. But the last thing, I, the last thing I do want to say though, is that the people on Twitter who are like, <laughs> Mark Shively's never been injured or suspended. He barely takes penalties. You know, he's a clean player overall. If, if, you know, you're out here questioning his humanity and his, like, him being a scumbag or not, like, shut the fuck up. You're, I mean, you have no idea what it's like to play at that speed. Uh, and I mean, even if you do and you disagree, still, sh- I mean, and you think that he's doing this out here to, be a bad guy and hurt Jake Evans and in this guy's career, I think that you're really off fucking base and you should also shut the fuck up. So that's, that's uh, uh respectfully shut the fuck up. Everybody um, who thinks that Mark Scheifele is a scumbag piece of shit person because, uh, because he laid a hit um, on a, on a eligible player. And so while we're talking about suspensions, um, <clears throat> we already said Ryan Reeves, had yeah. a two-game suspension, which I believe tonight is the end of his suspension for his, his stuff that he did. Um, I thought it was pretty ridiculous, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then... Like, Shifley gets four fucking games, and, yeah. and here it is. Again, nobody got injured on that play, I don't think. Well, I think Graves, he stayed hurt down on the ice, right. but I don't think he's missed time. Right. And that's why, apparently. And Shifley's was more of an actual hockey play. Reeves was just like losing his shit after the whistle. And that's like scumbag antics that that's the type of shit that probably doesn't belong in hockey. You know, I mean, everybody loves those scrums. Uh, and, you know, I was in here defending Tom Wilson the other day uh, about that, sh- that after whistle stuff. And the way that I defend it is that Tom Wilson's suspensions usually come between the whistles. Yeah. You know, he's not really into that after the whistle shit. Uh, he's involved in that all the time, but never really crosses a line. And you know, hey, look, after the whistle stuff, pushing and shoving, that shit happens. Like I get it, but but yeah, okay, continue. Yeah. And then uh, Boston's had had two fines handed out. Jake DeBrusque, he got five thousands for a cro- five thousand dollar fine for a cross check, and Krejci five thousand for slashing. Um, right to the groin, I think, of somebody. Great, she did. Yeah, Barzal. Yeah. <laughs> Page out of City Crosby's book. But, uh, you know, what do you say we save the IIHF for Thursday? That's a good call. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about the international scope, the World Cup, for Thursday. Uh, we kind of went off the rails on the Shifley stuff. But uh, thanks for tuning in, Caps fans. We'll be here again, like I said, all summer on one way, shape, or form. Uh, Rate the podcast, five stars only. Five stars only. Uh, Until Thursday, take care, stay safe. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Journal podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
and follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at CupcakePolly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at CapsChirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.